A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Good day. And Nash Millman. Also good day. Now, I don't know if you guys know, that just, that doesn't sound good at all. No, I'll make it a day. better day. I am very happy to be here. Good. I don't know if you guys know, but Final Fantasy VIII's remaster is out. Yes, I did know. I'm Celebrate. I'm not much of a Final Fantasy person, but I've got a lot of friends who are very excited for this yep. one. I feel like, did they not announce this one, like, not that long ago, that it was getting remastered? Well, this, this, this isn't the meat of the thing at all, but it's kind of why I thought of the topic for this uh, podcast. But mm. hilarious story is related to that because Square actually lost the, uh, the original code master for that game. Good that. So just, just for years and years and years, that was why they always kept re-releasing Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 9, everything else, because they just literally lost the original oh, game. Oh, fair enough. So, that was the best of us. I know. So apparently, um, I think someone who originally had the PC version or the PC code lent it back to them so they mm. could remake it again, which is why we finally have it again coming out now. Either way, Final Fantasy 8's uh, remaster is out now. It looks lovely and crisp. All the original PS1 polygons and everything are all very nice and lovely, um, which sort of made me think of like, you know, you get nostalgic for mm. that time, that game, that period in time. And then when we were sort of growing up as gamers, I know mm. Ash was only like five back then, <laughs> but me and Rach have a whole lifetime of things. We to were talk at about. least eight. I know we were at least eight or nine. <laughs> so um, we kind of just thought like that general question of like, you know, whether gaming is better when you were a kid because mm. everyone gets really like, romanticizes that time period and gets really nostalgic for it. Um, so we've like, we've kind of picked a few games to get to later on, but I kind of just have like a general conversation about, you know, like our thoughts of what it was like back then kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like the underlining thing is like gaming was better when you were a kid because when you grew up Ooh, you start was to, it, it was when you grew up you start to get responsibilities mm. you have to look after other people yeah. and, and stuff like <laughs> that but like when you're a kid and you have people looking after you mm -hmm. you have six weeks in uh summer for school holidays just to do nothing but play games and, and it was the, just ready it was the and your tea is ready and <laughs> oh man it's just the best gaming was better because we didn't have to juggle it with so many other things mm. which is ironic because um, like games are way longer now when we have yeah. Yeah. Like, i guess the most generation have less time or whatever but yeah i feel like it's a it's not not necessarily a point of gaming being better but the like accessibility of games being better i feel mm. like actual quality of games now is obviously ridiculous and has gotten better and better and better and, and with remasters and everything you get to play the old stuff in a brand new way which mm -hmm. i think is very appealing uh, but i think the culture of like growing up with games is just the nostalgic bit isn't it like you don't have to do anything besides play games your tea is ready like, everything is new and exciting and innovative because you've mm -hmm. never experienced it before it's not like you've played like seven final fantasy games mm -hmm. and now it's number eight it's like it's the first time you get to experience that, like, everything 
that's the thing though, because like I know like Benji, who like is um, you know is on our main channel and everything. He's he's a big supporter of like old school gaming because mm. there was so much innovation in the industry. Like Mario sixty four was the first three D camera mm. and like the first three D Final Fantasy and things like that. But like I don't know, I don't know how much stock I put in that. Like you know, there's, new ideas were more. There's prevalent. still innovation, yeah. Mm. But I guess we're kind of reaching a point where we're like plateauing as far as technology goes. But there's still like I mean, look at the PlayStation VR. Like, mm -hmm. would you even have imagined that would be in our houses yeah, twenty true. years true. ago? We we fit we fit. <laughs> <laughs> with the balance board and everything yeah. I mean like there are like yeah it's like because you can look to those things obviously yeah PSVR is like the most recent like massive innovation like it literally plays in a different way than everything else um, but I do think it's easy like you look back at things you know like those old school like sometimes a franchise the first time it went 3D or the first motion controls coming in or whatever like I can I, I think there's overall less like mm -hmm. mechanical innovation these days at least like especially in the AAA sphere and stuff oh, um, yeah, yeah. but I, I, I'm not gonna be like definitive about it but I think that's what a lot of people <laughs> sort of hang stuff on is yeah. that like the first time they saw Mario in 3D was like a massive deal or whatever and I remember seeing Final Fantasy 7 for the first time and being like holy crap even though it looks like it's made of Lego now yeah, that was a big old deal back in the day um, but we can talk about graphics um, but do you guys tend to go back to old games and then like what do you sort of like think when you go back to old graphics and stuff because some people are like oh my god it looks so ugly or whatever whereas um, I love all that stuff actually this came up because I've been replaying Ocarina of Time mm -hmm. um, guaranteed though I'm, I am playing it on a PC I'm emulating it mm -hmm. I do own it though I got it on the N64 I'm not being naughty don't worry <laughs> so um, do your do and someone was like wow this actually holds up mm -hmm. like link is made out of like sausages and eggs yeah. <laughs> if you know what i mean by that uh -huh. but um but it holds up it's weird it's bizarre like you mm -hmm. know looking at it like this isn't the best looking thing ever but then at the same time your brain goes this looks amazing mm -hmm. how does yeah. that work what do you think Ash? have you gone back to old stuff and, yeah, yeah. I, the thing i always go back to i talk about it all the time Sly Raccoon. like right. i always end up going back to that <laughs> um, but okay. i feel like that's i feel like that is uh stylized in a certain way that makes it timeless like mm -hmm. and lots of old games were about having a style like a cartoon mm -hmm. style and like cell shading and that sort of thing um, and going back to it makes it timeless and it still feels the same whereas now we get the whole photorealism dig 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 G gig jig uh, the, the, the whole photorealism gig which instantly <laughs> ates and uh, ages and dates not eights well, see, yeah, that's, yeah. Sort of yeah that's what I was going to say is like yeah. the, the thing with me because I went back to play Mario 64 or like you play anything on, on the N64 or old school stuff in general like I was going to say that I thought maybe our like child brains made up the distance mm. more like you know because we were younger we would yeah. say oh that's a lava level that's a castle that's a field whatever and you just you kind of connect the dots yourself and you sort of imagine mm. yourself in those worlds or you see them as fully formed as they now are like in the modern day as it, yeah. like, all that detail is now there that our kid brains used to put in <laughs> but when you go back to old school stuff like it's weird because they are just suggesting like certain things that make up a level set like whether it's like i said like lava mm. or castles or trees or whatever like the first time you step out in a hyrule field like you said it still holds up it, you still get yeah. the contrast between like the kokiri forest and then in the hyrule field there is nothing there but and yet there was yeah like, it's hard to describe yeah. but i still think that like by like suggesting those key things like it still works like it's you know you're still you still can't imagine yourself in it mm. like whether or not that's because games are inherently escapist or whatever like for me i don't need you know like 4k detail on a leaf mm. just just give me like you know like a blocky old field and i'll totally still take it as yeah, a so field. Immersive, like, yeah. You know, and it's like I don't feel like have you guys have gone back to old school stuff and like have you gone back to anything and gone like okay this doesn't hold up this is missing something or for the most part can you graphically? still play it? I, either way it's like sometimes it can um, be gameplay it can be graphics for me, like for Mario and Zelda, like they, they're still totally lush. The only thing that springs to mind graphically was when we uh, knocked out Goldeneye at your birthday, Scott. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, did this actually look this bad? Right. I did not remember it looking that bad. It looks pretty bad. It, that's, see, the thing, like, there's another thing with old school stuff is that like um, the general resolution stuff, old school cables and resolutions, they were blurry as hell. Yeah. Like we all used like RF cables, then maybe Scott or whatever. And it's like, but now you get used to HD and like, you know, you get you get yeah. used to a lack, get used to a lack of like jagged lines on yeah. polygons and 
stuff. Um, but GoldenEye is hilarious because, like, you don't... I mean, it's easy to forget that, like, the N64 had to design a first-person control mm. scheme around one analog stick <laughs> and four controller buttons, which, like, when you go back to GoldenEye, it's like, you're just strafing everywhere. Oh. For me, I found that impossible to play because I'd never, like, played it before. But I guess if you grew up with it, you'd be totally fine with it. But sometimes, like, gameplay stuff sort of sticks out. Mm. Um, but, yeah, how much do you think, like, your nostalgia lies to you? Like... Oh, you know. uh, see, I my all my experiences of going back to PS2 games. So I love my PS2. I go back to it every now and then, play yep, something yep. that I've really enjoyed. Mainly Spyro is the one that I do all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah. like going back to those ones, I always have a great time. And I always mm. like sometimes the, I feel like PS1 and PS2 controls to an extent are so specific. Is right. the thing they're so much harder to play. Like I, I feel <laughs> like because they, they don't give you as much like hitbox room and everything. Mm. Like playing Spyro on the PS1 is. Oh, well, it's just it's like deadly. polygon to polygon. Yeah, like, yeah, it's deadly, but it's so but it's but it's so fun because mm-hmm. of that and crash as well. Like when you're like jumping on the platforms, and have to be like pixel perfect mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, I, but I always have a great time and always remember it for that, and then experience it in the same way again. Mm-hmm. Like and it reminds me of youth, that, was and the thing. that sort of thing. And um, with Crash, because like it, we can like talk about the like, Crash and Spyro, because like the thing when they remade the Crash games, mm-hmm. like obviously on the dev side, they had to try and think of a way to kind of like play to like to our muscle memory and like yeah. make it play like we remembered when we were growing up. But when they sort of obviously like Naughty Dog had changed the physics models across crash, crash one two and three mm. so when they retroactively applied crash three's physics to crash one and two for me that made all my muscle memory off yeah. and i was mistiming all the jumps and everything um which like is something that i like hold true like for me like i have those inbuilt feels like crash team racing like um the original one or whatever like i'll always go back to that and i know mm. exactly how to take every corner and stuff yeah. um which is a weird thing that you get with remasters like do you guys find that like you kind of you love those old school feels like more than you realize when they bring out the remasters and yeah. stuff like that playing the new spyro having like a little dabble in it i turned it off after like really? Level. No, like, you didn't. I really, I, I, enjoy, I put it back on again, but I enjoyed it. Like for the, for the first time I played it, I was like, you know what? This isn't. This isn't old Spyro. This isn't pointy. This is, it doesn't have right. a goofy voice. Like it's not like really yeah. janky. Nasty yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like it wasn't as janky as the original one, and I mm. had to turn it off and then come back to it with like renewed perceptions. And then I really enjoyed it once I played it. See, I had that with Crash. Um, mm. like, like obviously on the mechanical side, I thought it didn't feel right yeah. just because I was so embedded in what I thought like Crash felt like and stuff. Um, but that's one of the weirdest things is like like in a way are those older worse quote-unquote graphics better mm. because we're more associated with them like if someone was going to say like which version of crash or spiral should i play would you recommend the new ones or the originals oh, <laughs> oh i don't know because someone think... asked me that for spyro and i was like i actually don't know i like, think i'd recommend the new spyro i think mm-hmm. it's fantastic I, oh god i love the new spyro i think, I think... It controls really well like mm-hmm. um just even just i remember being younger obviously i like to think i'm better at video games now yeah. i remember just being like so frustrated trying to make the like really tricky glides, mm. like we're the ones where you have to hover at the yeah, end. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spiral two. Or the speed dash and then get one jump at the end or yeah, whatever. Like like the, those, yeah, like the the sort of platforming in Spiral was so difficult back then. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot more sort of finessed. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Mario because like obviously it was the first like 3D camera and like that's the one thing because I would totally say that Mario 64 like holds up um, but it's camera really gets in the way but obviously they were just getting used to it. They'd never done it before. Yeah. It was 1996. But that's the thing with playing all the games that came after all these big titles like you play all the improvements so sometimes going back to it isn't like the most playable. Yeah. Um, but yeah in terms of like suggesting stuff I think I would give someone the new Spyro um, unless you like have a case for like I guess the charm of the original. Oh, I, I think I also would say play them if they never played them before mm. and didn't know what they were doing and were like, oh, I'm new to gaming. Please tell me how to work. I'm an alien rip. from another planet. Beep, bop, boop. <laughs> I would say um, play the uh, the new ones because they are much more accessible. Mm. But the the old ones are just so nice. That's like, the thing. Uh, but like, no. what is that? Is that like, cause that, is that because we grew up with it? Like the yeah. look of it? Like, I don't know, like something like Crash. It's like the yeah. characters in the cutscenes that I couldn't really get over. It's mm. like mm. the um, the Inspiro 2, the cutscenes at the start and like the characters having actual like I like the original faces. read on, I'm a fan, you 
dork. I love yeah. she like just nails the dork bit that like that they didn't like do as much venom yeah. in the new one. Um, something like Metal Gear Solid getting remade as Twin Snakes as well on mm. the uh, GameCube. I always like hated that yeah. one because I couldn't play it because I was a young kid with my PlayStation. I was like, oh, it's on GameCube. Um, but also because they re-recorded all the dialogue lines. Like sometimes those little sound bites and stuff are the most embedded yeah. things. Yeah. Um, which like yeah, like even like on Crash, like the original like Hoolaga noise when you get the the mask. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like oh the original version. I don't oh want the remake. God. I want your version. Like as like a ringtone <laughs> noise now. We should totally ask um, the, anyone who's listening to this whether it's Ooga Booga or some other word. I that always isn't thought a word. it was Ooga Booga. I always wrote it out as Humalaga, but it isn't even that's not even a word. But if I say Humalaga, it sounds that's like yeah. the thing, sounds like... which it doesn't sound like Ooga Booga. Like oh, for me, it's it's always Humalaga. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's near enough, but um, but yeah, I guess um, another sort of extension about like the way the games look and stuff is that sort of debate between pixels and polygons. And mm. um, for the longest time in the industry, it was kind of just like assumed that you couldn't go back to the PS One and sixty four stuff because it fundamentally looks quote unquote ugly or like just not good. Doesn't look good. It's quite muddy and brown and grey and whatever. Like you always have those really polygonal looks. Like it was something that eventually kind of ended with Max Payne One's face, where he's just a block with a face. But if you look at like GoldenEye or Final Fantasy, the original Metal Gear, there's a lot of games that just have faces stable under the front of square mm. polygons um, so what do you guys think of that because I still love that and something like the Final Fantasy 8 remake is a crispier version of that but do you find that that's like a, a less palatable look for games uh, no I think it's fine I think it's fine <laughs> I, think it, I think it's it. the thing is what we've got to approach this is is reminiscent of an era as well so mm -hmm. like as much as it's like uh, our childhood it is also 90s gaming and noughties gaming mm -hmm. same way you'd approach a film and be like right this is a 70s film it has that real vibe has that real uh, sheen to it that mm -hmm. like you, this feels dated but I still very much enjoy it for the evocation of a time that it's mm -hmm. from and I think that very much applies to, to games as well so having someone with all the pointy faces and polygons and pixels and that sort of thing is great because as much as it's nostalgic for us having experienced it it's also representative of what was that's the what we had at the time well. yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think it works perfectly well and it's really nice to look back on as well Same. Yeah, it just doesn't bother you, does mm. it? Yeah, no, I don't really see anyone being bothered by it. And any kids like these days who would look back and say like, well, I'm not playing this game mm. because mm. my face has one polygon. Oh, you'd be yeah. surprised. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, spoil little brats. <laughs> Go yeah. play Final Fantasy VII right now. 9,000 polygons. Oh man, there's like, there's a whole bunch, like when um, the indie scene sort of took off a lot more in 2011, 2012, 2013, like when everything was a pixel platformer, mm. when the indie label was only associated with that stuff, there was a lot of conversations, a lot of headlines around like, well, we can't revisit the 3D stuff because early 3D is just bad quote-unquote um, whereas I would say that it still has charm I think that if you yeah. do it well that stuff can still look great there's a game called like Devil Daggers that's like mm. a Doom adjacent type thing I Ion Storm was very much like chasing that stuff I think there's a way to do it that is like hey the 90s were fun we all had yeah. a blast you can kind of do it again yeah. Um, yeah and in terms of gameplay like um, you were saying about like trying to reapproach stuff with like a modern like a mindset that emulates what it was like at the time yeah yeah is that how you guys tend to revisit old stuff because I do I'm like there's this yeah. I, I try to like for Mario 64 I was like man this would have been amazing in like 1996 and oh my mm. god look at this rotary camera and look at the way this level set up and look at this verticality and whatever. I that's how I tend to revisit stuff. I 100%. don't tend to measure it up to modern stuff. It's at all. the same as films though as well. Like you watch a black mm. and white film or you watch like a 30s film and you see like claymation and all that sort of thing. And it's like you're like, holy crap, like what were they doing <laughs> back then? Like it's so cool watching how it's uh, evolved as well, seeing starting points and how that's influenced now. Like mm. Polygon pointy face and like pointy boobalara has influenced <laughs> how we Toblerone boobs. Yeah, exactly. Has experienced how um, influenced how we experience that throw over the influenced how we experienced that over the years yes. uh, since a release and watching the evolution of that is part of the interesting point of it and how it's like developed yeah. yeah it's all like a part of history yeah mm -hmm. but it's I think, an important part of history yeah and like that like viewing it almost as like a historic item for me that that maintains the charm yeah. like I think uh, even going back to something like I say like Mario 64 I know it's like a massive like obviously it's a huge essential game but I never played it when I was a kid minus mm. like five minutes in a shop or something same so, it was at yours we played for the first right. time because I played it on uh, DS yeah, yeah. when I did it on DS oh, no. 
See, everyone, I like the DS one. Why, why is that one bad? Because you and Benji are both like, oh god, the they, DS they one. They changed too much. Okay. You don't it even start as Mario, you start as flipping Yoshi, and I'm yeah. a Yoshi fan. I like a Yoshi, but not in Mario 64. That's, mm, that's a bit. You he's your, your Mario. Yeah. He's your prize at the end is uh, Yoshi. Like, you're not meant to start as Yoshi. That is a bit of a weird, <laughs> just, no, just watch the hands and that whole thing. Um, but yeah, do you tend to like, when you revisit old school stuff, is it like, I'll try and imagine the mindset that I might have been in if I was that age at the time? Yeah, totally. No, a lot of the things I've played recently have been games that I have uh, already played in the past. So I kind of tend to think like, oh, I remember like this <laughs> blowing my mind. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like I said with Spyro. Mm -hmm. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, one game I did want to talk about was Dark Cloud. Oh, bring it on. Because, yeah, because I played that again recently because I found out that it was on PS4. Mm. Uh, this was a game I had, like, one of the first games I ever played on my PS2. And I, I played it thinking... that amazing. I played it rem th thinking, oh, now I found this really difficult when I was young. This is probably going to be, like, dreadful. Right. Oh, I flipping loved it. It was, <laughs> it was if anything, it was even better uh -huh. because I remembered everything exactly like it was, except I now had, like, a super gamer brain yes. now and I could actually figure it out do it i think that, like that's yeah going back to something like that like whether it's the like was it the graphics kind of thing that was like give it the charm like it or it's the way that it feels you're building towns alongside like, moving around yeah it was like dungeon crawler heckin sims it was so yeah. weird yeah, well maybe Dark not the sims, sims. Maybe not the same. But it's got, it has got like Dragon, if you want to make a modern comparison, it's like Dragon Quest Builders kind of thing. Dragon or Quest, like yes. Nino Kuni 2 or whatever. Like you're dropping like houses in place and building a little township. But and... you like collect all the pieces inside mm. the dungeons mm -hmm. and the dungeons are full of random enemies. And... and hardly any games have done that. Like Nino Kuni 2 and like like Dark Chronicle, the sequel to that, did it. But like, yeah, that idea, like something like that is such a charming idea in itself. It kind of yeah. feels like an early 2000s idea that maybe wouldn't get off the ground like yeah. today. Um, when you're on about like um, difficulty 
or like thinking that maybe it might not be as playable or whatever. Yeah. So you were mentioning before we came in, like old school difficulty, like we put up with so much crap when we were yeah. playing old school game. Um, because I think whenever I go back to something else, the only thing that I want to change is checkpoint placement or maybe like scum save, like yeah. use an emulator or something like, is that something you guys do as well? When you get the, uh, cause I have the, the Super Nintendo Mini and the mm. Nintendo Entertainment Mini, whatever you call the, the NES. NES? We call them NES. NES that's it, NES Mini. NES Mini, SNES Mini. <laughs> uh, so I got those and uh, I was playing through the likes of like Donkey Kong Country, and mm -hmm. like which I used to find so flipping difficult when I was young because obviously like it's got save points that are like mm -hmm. so few and far between. Mm -hmm. But with the modern version with the little Super Nintendo Mini, mm -hmm. you could just make a save scum and literally just save a version of it and then just load it back up again. And mm -hmm. that almost felt like, well, obviously it's cheating a little bit. That's, do you hear like, that thing? Like, mm. um, sometimes when you go back to something like that where it's like, oh, I should play like the mm. real way. Like, does it, do you ever yeah, have that? Yeah, I felt a bit scummy, but then <laughs> then again, I actually completed the game. So right. that, you know, that was yeah, good. It kind of wipes it that out. was good as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've used an emulator, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I've always just gone to the, the gone to the gone source. To the source. Yeah, I'm like a real gamer would, you know. So. Well, all right, you got your got your gamer card, have you? <laughs> Jeez. Excuse me, my game card. You're not wrong. I mean, that's the thing with the N64. Like, I could have got um, like Banjo Kazooie and Tui. Like, those things have been re-released on Xbox. Like, Perfect Dark's on there as well. But yeah. I was like, with Mario 64, like, I didn't get the DS one. Obviously, they changed. That's a different example. But that idea of like, yeah, trying to find the original. Um, I like doing that as much as possible. Like, I got an N64 for my 30th, and I did get the original Mario 64. And even though like you you then come up against like bad checkpoints or things that refined over time. I quite like that. For me, that mm. is part of the charm. Um, well, although it I'm, can go bad. <laughs> I'm really, really glad I played Link's Awakening on an emulator, actually, mm. Ash, because <laughs> How dare you? I, I ran into like a game breaking bug and I had oh, to no. restart the uh, yeah, really? I had to restart from my save point. And mm. if I was playing on the Game Boy, I would have had to restart the whole <laughs> game. Yeah, I would smash so. it at that point. Your double A batteries <laughs> run out and you're done. Yeah. I think I've seen even seen people in, in some comment sections be like, well, even things like that, even like uh, you know, being like kicked back to an old checkpoint, like that's just the way that it was, and that's mm. what we grew up. Well, whatever. we didn't know there was anything else. You didn't did even we? think of it. I mean, the thing is, like, this is a weird thing to remember, but I remember my first game with a quick save when you could just hit a, hit the menu and just quick save, which I know was a thing in PC gaming. Yeah. But on uh, consoles, for me, the first game that did that was Chaos Theory, Spent the Cell mm. Chaos Theory, um, when you could just pause. And I was like, that's the revolution. Like, yeah. before I've even <laughs> I attempted that, yeah. this kill, I'm going to make a save and then go kill a dude. And then you can just try it as many times as you want. But um, yeah, I guess in terms of like revisiting stuff, if like along, maybe with those things or alongside stuff, are there things that you think just are essential quality of life improvements? For me, it is stuff like that. It's yeah, being able to check. save anywhere yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, I think I think there's much better ways of playing them now. I don't just I don't dispute that it's good good using emulators. You know what I mean? I think, <laughs> I think it is good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, I just I just haven't done them personally because I've got like the old, like old consoles. Yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. I might as well. Which I like the idea of. I like the idea of like over time. Like my my dream is to eventually own every single console yeah, and have yeah. this massive like fifty row. Tall yeah, yours is ridiculous. Thing. I haven't got everything stuff. yet, but I'm I say the it. old consoles. I'm talking about my PS One. I'm just like, yeah, come on. <laughs> age so cool. Like. But do you still have the original PS One? The big bulky. One. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was a great one. It's at my mom's house. That's an antique. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with like memory cards and everything. Um, okay, so we did have like a handful of specific games. We only have about 10 minutes-ish left, but we can sort of run some things down and just get some thoughts going on whether these things hold up or maybe things that we would change or whatever. We mentioned Mario 64 and stuff before, um, but actually mentioned Baldur's Gate, Dark oh, Alliance, I love which is that still game. one of the greatest RPGs yes. ever made. It is. The first time we see a Beholder, that was the first time I experienced a Beholder. I was like, oh my God, it's What's so scary. The, why am I forgetting the Beholder? What's There's a Beholder? definitely a Beholder in Dark and Baldur's Gate. What's a Beholder? It was one with the, it's a big uh, eyeball thing. 
thing with oh, the bird, right. with yeah. all the like tentacles coming out, like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like, but my memory of that game is the first time I saw water physics because they yeah. made a whole big deal of like if you run through the water, you can see the ripples. And yeah. I just like me and my friends even play local co-op and just running around in the water. Yeah, and just yeah. Go, look how it look, looks oh, like this. I played through that game so many times with my dad. Like, local co-op was uh, see my memory of uh, like gaming, my nostalgia for gaming mm. is local co-op. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Something like that's the thing that like, the industry's kind of gone back and forward on. Mm. Like yeah, like couch co-op stuff. Um, but there's hardly any games that sort of specialize in it yeah. unless it's something like a way out, which kind of feels like an anomaly. Mm. But um, yeah. I really hope Man of Medan does well because that's a couch co-op, isn't it? Yeah, you can do like a, a game night version where you just pass the controller yeah. around. Oh, that's cool. I yeah, that's we need more games well. like that for mm. sure because yeah. like you say, like that that is like a massive part of the nostalgia. Is that like a thing that's tied in with like when you're kids, you have like a more kind of active social circle or you're in school all the time. You have people to check well, in with. we didn't really have like the Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Well, like, we didn't. You maybe did. No, but mm. back in back in the day, the day like when I was at like <laughs> little school was mm -hmm. uh, it was always you go to someone's house after school and play yeah. games and stuff. Yeah. And then like I feel like now everyone goes can t get in touch with anyone at any point and you can be online. You can go home and still be surrounded by a social circle and mm -hmm. play across like Xboxes or Playstations mm -hmm. or whatever yeah. without having to be with them. Sometimes though, like like we did at my 30th, that like, when everyone comes together and you do play local gaming, mm. that just is the best way to play multiplayer <laughs> it stuff. Is. Like it, it just is. is. Like whether it's like a psychological thing about like, you know, the amount of, um, there's like, that whole statistic about 95% of communication is mm. in person or whatever. It's like being in person with someone and playing a game is just fundamentally better yeah. than playing online for the vast majority anyway, at least something like Gang Beasts or Overcooked yeah. or whatever. Um, depends what it is but yeah Baldur's Gate like I would still like if we're going to talk about things whether you oh, should still revisit heart. them today or not I love it I would still would you say you should revisit it today I totally yeah, would yeah 100% yeah if I, mm. I like I have like a set few games that I played all, throughout my childhood as co-op games that I go back to and make other people play mm. um, which is uh, Gauntlet um, Gauntlet Dark oh, Legacy oh you had it before yeah Dark Legacy Dark Legacy Gauntlet Dark Legacy uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance uh -huh. um, and there is another one Champions of Nora oh, there's the Nora thing yeah, as well yeah. there's, there's some old school RPGs like that they've sort of been like out just because of the way that the yeah. way that certain formulas will sell whereas those old school things do have charm because mm. they do feel different even today and um, rachel one of yours was uh, conquer's bad fair day which is maybe oh, more God. of a negative spin but like still it's <laughs> worth talking about because that's such a like legendary game yeah it's so bizarre because it was always this this legendary game that my friends had <laughs> that i would get to go and like play like maybe five ten minutes of I, like it was mom a and, rude game mom and dad would never buy me it because i was a sheltered wee <laughs> angelic child <laughs> Um, and I never got it because, like, obviously for good reason, it's filthy. Mm -hmm. But like, there's a naked I've plant in it. it. I've never yeah, heard of there's it. a naked plant with boobs. <gasps> oh my god! I know. Bouncing on a sunflower's titties. Yeah. Um, but Holy. yeah, so it's 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 foul, but it's amazing. Mm. So I obviously I picked it up in my adulthood. It came out on Xbox One with the rare replay, and I was mm. like, brilliant! Mm. I'm gonna get to finally actually play Conquer. Oh god, it's terrible! <laughs> oh god, it's in terms of like the way that it plays. It's, okay, right. The humor is spot on. The humor is hilarious. It's mm -hmm. so dry and slow and like methodical. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. But the controls. Oh, is the N sixty four controller strike again? I think that's what it is. I think it's because it's um it's an N sixty four game that was made for N sixty four. They've done nothing with it and put it on the Xbox One oh, no. controller, and it's just so oh it, you can't get over it, or I couldn't anyway. Uh -huh. Um, and I never have uh, gone back and finished it. See things like that, you'd think that they would just because I'm assuming you can control the camera with the right C buttons, or did they not have that in back then? Yeah, because it was like it came out in like two thousand or whatever. They should just map that to the stick and kind it of make is it mapped to the stick, but it's terrible. Okay, it just feels <laughs> it's bad. Just not done well. it's just bad and it shouldn't be that bad fair enough i think that um, something like that people talk about it with the script like mm. the one line yes. the set pieces like talking to a giant poo 
There are things like that. that you I need to play this game. Like, I've seen the giant poo. No. I feel, does he have a name? The Great Mighty Poo. The Great Mighty Poo. He's got yeah. a song and everything. It is brilliant. There's it's a absolutely. Poo song. There's a poo song. Yes, I am the Great Mighty Poo, and I'm going to throw my ch- at you. Yes. <laughs> How about Can we? Um, how about some scat, you little tea? <laughs> Because I didn't even see a PC for the YouTube. You should see it. You should see the way that rhymes with oh that word. Oh, God. No, it's it, is, good. it is absolutely fantastic. And it, it's worth playing for the script alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like something that came up in my head as a negative where it was like, when when we, when we were a kid, we just accepted it. We were like, mm-hmm. right, let's wrestle with these. We can we can handle these controls. We mm-hmm. don't know any better. But because we're so used to like games with cameras and two sticks, it just it just doesn't work. Yeah, I think like, as the mediums become just bigger and more popular and more like mainstream with way more people playing it, they have like unified those control schemes over time. Yeah. Like there's a certain level of just accessibility that like we kind of assume is going to be there um, I put down Final Fantasy 7 um, which I'm kind of going to have like Final Fantasy 8 and 9 and whatever um, but those old school games like yeah 7 does look ridiculous it does look like a bunch of Lego bricks I'm a huge fan but like it's a thing um, but something like Final Fantasy 8 and 9 they, all all three of those games especially um, 7 and 9 um, although if I was going to hold one up it would be 9 the whole way through because seven story although when I was a kid you don't even realise seven story falls off a cliff like two thirds of the way through I've been trying like all this time I've never played it I've been right. watching it I've been listening to you about it I'm yep. trying to comprehend this game and I just don't get it. <laughs> so there's a lot, I'm not going to ruin it, but there's a lot of clones. There's a lot of sort of like what? experiments going on. There's a lot of lab experiments. A lot of characters who aren't really the characters the whole way through. Oh no. If you like a good anime style plot twist, I recommend you Final Fantasy VII. Okay. But if I was going to recommend one one old school Final Fantasy to just go back to, um, it would actually be Final Fantasy IX. That's mm. the one when they... Uh, have you guys played now? Have you seen it and stuff? Final Fantasy has gone over my head. Good like, Lord, Ash. Yeah, I've, I've seen Spirits Within and I've thoroughly enjoyed Oh, I that. hate the Spirits I Within is your touch so for Final Fantasy. It is, it is, it is. Oh. It was great, so... Um, um, maybe it is. Rachel, have you played Final Fantasy Nine? It's a no, isn't it? It's a no. Oh, okay. But it's good. That's fine. I can tell you about it. But on Final Fantasy Nine, that was the one where they, they had like a really bad translation thing with Final Fantasy Seven, and then Eight was a bit more of a, more considered development or whatever. And then Nine was the one where they were like, people, that a lot of the fan backlash was like, just do a traditional Final Fantasy game mm. with like, you know, decent sort of turn-based combat and, you know, like character decisions and whatever. Um, so Nine was there, like, Nine is their like love letter to what Final Fantasy was like kind of thought to be out at that time. Um, so it's very much like a fairy tale. It's yeah. like princess has gone missing and knights trying to find them and you play as like a band of thieves going after them and whatever. And like from the score to the way that it plays to like the way that you build your characters and the different moves that you learn and yeah. everything, that is the game. Okay. Like if you're ever wondering why is Final Fantasy a big deal, it's Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> Even though seven's a big old deal, nine is the one that you can just hold up and it's absolutely brilliant. Okay. So yeah, I would say that. Um, something else that you mentioned was Sly Raccoon, oh, um, which you like, did mention before, but it's I just so good. Love it. I've, I talk about it as often as I can because I think it's the pinnacle of nostalgic game. <laughs> like it's so good it's got all its little sections it's got mm-hmm. like the way that it um does its mechanics and everything and you gain like skills as you go across and the, the just the fun that it has with its narrative and stuff mm. and being really goofy I just think it's a great game I think a cell shaded like because it became a cartoon series or it's going to be one on like Netflix or whatever yeah it's got a film coming out and all yeah. sorts there's all sorts that has planned for it I don't know whether it's actually come to fruition it always yet. felt like it was it would be perfect for that though like yeah, they already, yeah. already had this great little cast with yeah. uh, I always forget the dude's name the little turtle guy Bentley Bentley and like the big hippo dude <laughs> Murray Murray and, and it's like Fox, Carmelita yeah. Fox. <laughs> Carmelita Fox is like proper common San Diego style. The animation's yeah. already on there. But um, yeah, like that that like setup for that game always felt like it was ripe for like books and tie-ins and yeah. everything else. So um, yeah, something like Sly Raccoon, you should still go back to. Plus mm. they're available in the HD collections yeah, where I've... they're just like smoothed over. Oh, I should play them. this game. They're really Have you not played it? Never played it? No. <gasps> Although you, you describing that just yeah. made me think of like, this totally how I feel about Spyro. Yeah. Like mm. that was my series. And then I know I realized you played that too. But like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, oh wow. Okay, it's probably really good. I should probably <laughs> yeah. 
play them. It's like it was great, and that that has like a really like punchy script. It's really fun. It's a proper like Saturday morning cartoon made into yeah. a game. Like yeah. it's really really it, well it's done. It's ludicrous. Like the way he talks is like, oh, it's just good. Please <laughs> play it. Please play it. He's a very very good dude. Um, Rachel, last one was uh, Link's Awakening because um, that's about yeah. to come out for the new one in September. But like the old school one still kind of holds up. You just recently yeah. went through it. I, think. I mentioned that yeah, I played through it on an emulator. I have it on the Game Boy, and it was always just that little bit too difficult for me to complete mm-hmm. when I was Wii. Um, but finally did go through it and complete it, and it is incredible. Did but you there saw are... the mystery of the wind fish? Oh, mate. Get in. Your heart is not ready. <laughs> your heart is not ready for the ending of this game. It is so sad. It's uh-huh. beautiful. Um, but there are obviously a few bits that is like, it's very clearly a Game Boy game. It's like mm. very basic. You can only have like two items equipped at once. Mm-hmm. Every time you go up to a rock, if you don't have the right item equipped, you get this really long, non-skippable thing that says, you can't pick up this rock. You're not wearing the right item. <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, <laughs> So these are things, hopefully, that I'm hoping, you know, that they fix in the remake. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, hopefully, I'm really, really hoping the remake is going to be the pin. Like, that's going to be the one that people are to play. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the hope. Well, because, well, like, that original one, like, they do put you through a lot of kind of, like, arduous stuff. Like, there's a big, like, nine-step fetch quest. Oh, don't you point. diss the fetch quest. I'm just saying that I think they make you earn by the end of it. You really feel like you've gone on a big old journey. Yes. I'm still a big fan of the old Link's Awakening. What, I'm Plus, in the middle of it. I know. Defending, defending. When Zelda fans yeah. attack. There's, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that game has one of the, the best versions of the Hyrule open world theme like oh, when it has lovely. the extended little like trilly version of it I love it um, but I think that it, those things if you were going to recommend the old school one it's because it is more kind of arduous but by the end of it there's yeah. a reason people say it's the best one because you finally get there with all the windfish stuff and the ending and everything else it's it's definitely among the best. I don't mm. know if it's my, my I'm opinion. talking through Benji. Benji's the dude who says Link's Awakening <laughs> yeah, is the best Link's, one. Yeah. That's his favorite one. Um, but yeah, I guess let us know what you think down in the comments below about your old school favorites and which ones you would recommend to still play today. For now, though, this has been the World Cold Gaming Podcast and I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Thanks for listening. And Ash Millman. Also, thanks for listening. Oh, my voice sounds so... Oh, good Lord, Ash. Thank you for being here. We'll catch Bye. you next time. Bye. 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.